Ayup me duck, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Ayup me duck means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short, let's crack on. And today's episode is brought to you by uh, Fruit Salad. Mm, fruit salad, which uh, I had a fruit salad just today, like a lovely bowl of strawberries and grapes, and uh, I think there's some blueberries in there as well. Absolutely delicious stuff, yeah. Um, which brings me to, I mean, did you know? Did you know that a tomato is in fact a fruit? Because I mean, that's a little known fact. A tomato isn't a veg; it's a fruit, apparently. Which brings me, which starts me off with a very famous Miles Kingston sort of differentiation between knowledge and wisdom. He says that knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. And wisdom is not putting it in your fruit salad, all right? So, thankfully, there wasn't any tomato in my fruit salad yesterday. Now, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a random way into a, a podcast that I think is, um, again, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I think it might take us somewhere. So, it's worth, it's going to be worth five minutes of your time. PhD, right? I don't want to brag about it because I'm not that clever. It took me 12 years to get a PhD and you can't even take 12 years. So I strung it out and strung it out and strung it out as much as I could. Quite frankly, because I was a mature student. I've got a couple of kids. I've got a career. I was writing some books and I was struggling to find the time and I was struggling with the statistical uh, analysis on my PhD. So it took me a long, long time to actually get there, but I did get there. Now, when you do a thesis, so I've got 130,000 academic words that sits on some dusty shelf at Loughborough Uni somewhere, if you ever want to read it. In fact, it is on our website, if anybody did care. Um, obviously, all our keynotes and our workshops are that research, but with the big words taken out. But when you write, when you publish a PhD, is essentially what, what most people don't realise is you learn loads of good stuff that actually is probably more interesting that, than your 130,000 words, but it's a little bit off track so it doesn't make it into the final publication. So you go off on a tangent, and I used to go off on, I used to sit in Loughborough University Library and just go off on a tangent, oh man, this is so interesting. I'd found a line of inquiry and I'd follow it to the end. It'd take me nowhere, but it was really more interesting than trying to do the stats, which is why I did it. So here's, here's, a, here's a few facts, a few nuggets that don't make it into the PhD. Uh, I can't I'm not sure about the actual uh, academic authenticity of this one, but apparently men with pierced ears make better partners than men without pierced ears. All right, so, I, I, I mean, I, again, I'm not sure about that. I haven't got pierced ears myself. I'm, I'm assuming that's explained by the fact that they've experienced pain and bought jewellery, but I'm not sure about that. But here, here's another one, right? Is men with smaller man parts <clears throat> um, have a bad sense of smell? Okay, now that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, that's called Kalman syndrome. If you want to, I mean, I I researched that. I did, I did a lot of research on that just because I was like, oh my gosh, is that true? And actually, of course, it is true. It's a medical thing. So men with little bits have got a bad sense of smell. Anyway, I mean, you're thinking, why, why have I tuned in to listen to this? This is nonsense. But I, I like this one, right? All, all polar bears are left-handed. Like every single polar bear on the planet is left-handed. 
and I'm thinking oh my gosh that explains why I've never seen a polar bear using scissors you see it all makes sense doesn't it and here's one that you're probably already aware of you've got more chance of getting run over on your way back from buying a lottery ticket than you have of winning the actual lottery itself so that yeah yeah whatever yeah now here's a beautiful one I love this one and this one's actually been quite beneficial for me something called the pratfall effect um, now the pratfall effect basically says um, that you are deemed more attractive when you mess up so you know when you make a stupid mistake instead of trying to cover it over and try and be cool is just let it flow and people think you're actually physically more attractive let me give you an example right because it's a bit of a weird one it's kind of counterintuitive which as is the next one I'm going to talk about um, let's assume that you're at a wedding and it's an evening do and you've had a few beers and uh, or a few G&T's and then there's disco going on isn't there and you're standing at the bar having a beer and a chat your song comes on right I don't know I'm a dancing queen whatever it is right and you're going oh my gosh that's my song you've had a few beers you run onto the dance floor and you start to do your thing and of course you assume there's going to be 200 other people who are going to join you and they don't right so what you would normally do after about 30 seconds you'd look around and go oh just me on the dance floor on my own and you do a few moves and then kind of slink off back to your beer tail between your legs slightly embarrassed that nobody joined you on the dance floor right the pr <laughs> the pratfall effect says just go for it right so the pratfall effect means that when when that song comes on oh my gosh it's my song and you rush onto the dance floor and nobody else joins you but it doesn't matter you just give it your full three and a half minutes of the best you can do the most extravagant ridiculous dance then when you do come off the dance floor all sweaty after three and a half minutes with nobody else joining you everybody will think you're super sexy <laughs> it's called the honestly google it the pratfall effect so don't be afraid to be a bit silly and a bit of an idiot don't take yourself too seriously people and i've learned that big time all right i've learned that uh, and that's a really big one for me is that i I mean, we've all got a bit of an ego, haven't we? But, oh my gosh, I uh, certainly don't take myself too seriously. Anyway, the one I was leading up to was a beautiful thing. Again, it's called it's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's something to do with uh, two researchers whose surnames are Dunning and Kruger. I think they're at Cornell Uni. And the, here's the thing, true story, this is an actual thing, all right, is they were, their interest was piqued by, there was, there was a bank robber um, who had been caught by the police and what he'd done was before he didn't put a stocking over his head or whatever he used to do back in the day <laughs> don't think people don't rob banks anymore they just go online and steal your money online but back in the day when you used to go in with a shotgun and a stocking over your head he, he went in with his gun but he didn't put a stocking over his head he put lemon juice on his face right now you might think well why did he put lemon juice on his face because when he was at school he'd done some writing in lemon juice that was invisible ink so he actually thought that if you put lemon juice on your face then your face wouldn't show up on the security cameras now i know i know you think that's ridiculous but that's actually his reason and he bla brazenly confidently went into that bank with his shotgun unmasked with lemon juice on his face because he genuinely thought that the cameras wouldn't be able to see his face because he got lemon juice on it. And the Dunning-Kruger effect essentially is something around the fact that people who don't know very much tend to have more confidence. It's almost like ignorance is bliss. 
he was genuinely confident in that bank raid because he genuinely was stupid. <laughs> Which is odd, I love it. I love it, I love it. Now, the thing is, go back to the point, oh, Andy's got a PhD. I'm, I'm, I'm not stupid, right? But uh, the uh, what I've learned is this, right? So how does it all this fit together, right? So I've learned, the more I learn, the more I realise how little I actually know. And I am a voracious learner, right? I love learning. I read lots of books. I'm always on, every time I'm in the car, I'm on podcasts and my stuff. I'm a, absolutely, I'm a, I'm a learning junkie. I describe myself as a learning junkie. But the more I learn, the more I realise how little I actually know. And I'm happy to know very little. I'm basically become an expert in a very, very small sliver of knowledge. And that bizarrely gives me confidence so this is kind of the opposite of the Dunning I don't know but I thought it was kind of quite fun anyway got a dash we're on eight minutes plus <laughs> I can feel that somebody's left a tap on next door I'm just going to go and switch that off until next time happy learning thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast if you've enjoyed it please subscribe and tell the world A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.